Australia two for 60 and the victory target of 216 still won. 156 runs away. Competitive test cricket under lights at the Gabba. It's been three days of engaging test cricket. Perhaps Australia in the ascendancy, but West Indies well and truly still in the match. Welcome to a grandstand at Stumps with Phil Jakes, Carl Hooper and yours truly. And straight up joined by Kirk McKenzie from the West Indies team who got a good start today. Kirk, uh, 41 and then Nathan Lyon comes in and an ill-fated attempted sweep. Uh, thanks for your time. How are you feeling about the state of the match? Um, I think we're in the game. That's a good thing just for us to come tomorrow and get some really wickets. How was the batting conditions out there? Um, it was quite good. Boys coming onto the bat nice, even bones. I just think as batsmen we just need to apply ourselves better. What about the target that you've set? Uh, you're a bowler down, but uh, you've shown a lot of spirit in this test match. How have the boys uh, responded in the hour or so that you've been out there working away getting a couple of wickets? One thing for sure, we're going to fight to the very end, so you can't expect us tomorrow to come out here fighting. Carl? Um, Kirk, I don't really want to speak about this game. I just want to talk about the, the general... I mean, this first time you've toured Australia. Um, your first impressions? Um, good. Um, I spoke with Craig before coming over. Um, what to expect, and it really helped me in my preparations. And uh, just getting to, to, I suppose, some specific with some of your innings, um, you must have been disappointed uh, having starts and not actually carrying on. Um, it's been a trend for me, sadly, for the entire series. I've gotten starts, uh, innings, and I haven't really pushed on. So just for me to go up to the drawing board and try to figure out what's causing me to not to push on. And batting at three, you happy? Yeah, I'm quite happy with the, with the position. It's new to me, but I'm still learning. Did you open the batting in the Caribbean? Did you open the batting? You play for Jamaica, right? Open it back home, but it's the same thing. I'm batting new balls, so it doesn't really matter to me. So three doesn't make a difference. Doesn't make a difference to me. And Kirk, the experience of playing with a pink ball under lights. How would you describe it? Um, it's new to me. It's my first game playing with a pink ball, but at first I like challenges, so I was up for the challenge. When you get into the room with the boys tonight. Obviously, there's a huge opportunity. A lot of you are still very inexperienced at test level, but uh, surely you must be buoyed by, by how, how well you've played in the three days so far. Um, I think that we have pushed Australia. Uh, they did, I don't think they really expected us as a young team to really push them that much, and that's a plus for us. It's for us to come up tomorrow and really show what we can do. How's Shamar's tie? Looks pretty nasty. Well, I, haven't, I haven't spoken to him, I haven't seen it since. I hope he's doing well. OK, Kirk, thanks for your time. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Kirk McKenzie, as we embark on our wrap-up of... Day three of this test match, Glenn McGrath, Phil Jakes and, and Carl Hooper, a softly spoken man, but uh, straight to the point. And uh, we thank him for joining us as soon as he's walked off the field here. Well, let's, let's start there, Carl. Two for 60, the Australians still 156 runs away. A day where the West Indies started at one for 13 and eventually made their way to 193. And uh, Mackenzie and, and his start was the story of an innings that promised a lot and just as it was threatening to get going uh, the wickets fell. Mackenzie 41, 35 for Athanase, 33 for Graves, 29 for Hodge so that middle order all getting in but uh, the Australians found a way to winkle them out. Yeah I suppose when you look back at today's play losing 6 for 77 sums up the day. Um, you know where Sinis obviously fought her really hard in the first session and got themselves I think in a good position I think they were 123 for three. But then after lunch or after tea, 
or dinner, whatever you want to call it. We saw a collapse, and I think the disappointing thing, they're young players, but I suppose the mode of dismissal, uh, Alec Atenez, after getting alive just before the break, I think he was on 28 and got dropped by Steve Smith. Um, I think shot was probably disappointing the way he got out against uh, Lions. Um, there wasn't much for him there. And um, I'm, sure, I'm sure he's going to learn from it, but it's just a bit disappointing. He hasn't scored runs in. He didn't score runs in Adelaide. didn't get any in the first thing. And then finally you get away. I just hope that somebody would have gone on and get 70, 80. Uh, maybe rather than Australia chasing, you know, 200 and a little bit, maybe sort of 260, 270 would have been a bit more challenging. Glenn McGrath, Phil Jakes, we look at the moments where the Australians ensured that this chase is still manageable and I use that in inverted commas you never know what can happen in the fourth innings of a test match but two things stood out for me the way that Nathan Lyon again finds a way even in conditions that he's not very happy with and a guy like Travis Head who just seems to be the master of the moment in this 18 months of purple patch cricket for him be it the ICC test championship final where he's the man of the match be it the World Cup final where he takes an amazing catch scores the century in the successful chase or even today in a test match where he strangled down the leg side for a golden duck with the bat he produces a moment of brilliance at short leg to create a run out when not much is going on. Yeah and that's what good players do isn't it? That they they look to, look to find ways to make an impact for the team and whether it's making an impact with a ball and getting a couple of wickets or getting some runs or inflicting a little bit of a run out in close um, you know he's always going to find a way to do it and Nathan Lyon continually just keeps delivering in the second innings of games and um, doing a fantastic job for Australia. Josh Hazelwood has come in to have a chat to us uh, you got some numbers today we're just speaking about Nathan Lyon's spell and the run out from Travis Head but congratulations to you Josh you picked up another three wickets today uh, rolled on for 193 how would you rate the bowling performance from the group today? Uh, very good, yeah. It was pretty testing conditions out there. Obviously the heat um, probably wasn't as bad as yesterday, actually. The humidity yesterday was, was unbelievable. Um, but I think that, you know, once we got into rhythm and Gazza just controlled one end, um, the score rate sort of went down completely and the quicks rotated from the other end. So you're sort of not... Uh, you're sort of just bowling for the, for the next guy after you and setting things up and keeping it tight, building that pressure... Um, with the shorter spells, so um, I, I felt like we did a, a really good job. In particular, probably Cameron Green didn't get the results, but I thought he was outstanding. You knew it was going to be really hard work and hot out there. So, before the day's play, we'll, we'll ask you about the rests in a moment. But as far as the, the tactics, as to how you were going to handle it to try and ensure that the pressure stayed up and the energy stayed up among the, the testing conditions? Yeah, I think... It's just that, what I, what I mentioned before. It's um, you're almost buying for the next guy. Um, you're in two over spells, three over spells, keeping it tight, building that pressure. You, can't, you don't really have time to set, set a batter up. Um, you're sort of setting him up for the next guy, and they're doing the same thing for the next guy after that. So um, from this end, obviously, the quicks rotated nicely, um, and, and Gazza went to work and picked up a real couple of crucial wickets. And off the, uh, the pitch out there today, there seems to be like a patch just on a foolish length. You looked like you had great rhythm. You were just hitting that spot ball after ball and picked up a couple of wickets. So from first day to now, do you think it's still a little bit in the pitch compared to first day? Yeah, it's hard to say, really. I think 
obviously that first 20, 25 overs, um, you sort of got to make the most of it and pitch it nice and nice and full and really get the most out of the seam and swing. And then those numbers go down dramatically. And as we saw in the, probably the first innings, a big partnership. Once that ball it sort of almost squeezed the seam, it goes quite soft on this hard gabber wicket. Um, so, yeah, you sort of go into a holding pattern, uh, a few more catches in front of the wickets and, and sort of just hope for the best. But I think it has probably quickened up a touch. Um, I think it'd be very noticeable with a red ball. You'd see a lot more quicker, um, sort of steeper bounce. But, yeah, sort of pink ball negotiates that. And we've been watching you and uh, Pat Cummins going wicket for wicket. <laughs> uh, you know, Cummo pulled away, but you've clawed him back, sitting on both 263 wickets. Uh, do you, are you aware of those things, or you have a bit of fun in the rooms as well? Um, yeah, I think over the last two years, I've sort of been. I went off in the emergency exit lane, and then um, Paddy was in the right lane of the freeway, flying past me, and um, yeah, I sort of pegged him back a little bit. I think it's up on the screen every now and again, and we we have a chat. But I think you know his his strike rate and average is is unbelievable for this day and age, and um, yeah, he's been phenomenal again this summer. Josh, um, you, talk, you talked a little bit about the heat and the humidity. What goes into the preparation? for a fast bowler leading into a game like the Gabba where you know it's going to be hot. You know it's going to be 40 degrees out there. You've got skin cancer stand up over here on the east. How hard is it, first and foremost, to keep backing up spell after spell? And what goes into that behind the scenes from a support staff perspective and also from a from your individual prep? Yeah, I think, first of all, the, the 12th is and the, and the support staff have been outstanding this week. Um, probably being a day-nighter, it, it's sort of a little bit easier to get some fluids in up until 2 o'clock. Um, so it's huge prep there. I mean, you're probably having eight to ten bottles of, of different liquid. Um, and I think it's just being smart throughout the day. It's not overcooking yourself early. And it's taking those breaks. I mean, we're coming off of sort of two or three overs just to change your gear, um, get some dry gear on, get in some sort of having a couple of fans on you, the air conditioner. Um, and I think it's just staying on top of it, just staying ahead of it a little bit all day. I think if you, you can really cook yourself in the first hour and a half if you don't come off or you bowl a long spell. So... It's pretty smart from Paddy as well to, to just get that shorter spells and get off, get some dry gear on, get back on and, and stay ahead of it. And on that, the management of being within the laws of the game to get off and freshen yourself, it was certainly something that we noticed uh, and seems now that it's very well planned and a part of your management. So uh, when the fans look at the changes and you, and you come on fresh, Yep, you're playing to the laws of the game, but there is always the question of, well, this is a bit different. It's, it's not the way that Test cricket's been played. When people question those tactics, how would you respond? Uh, I think we only do it when it's absolutely necessary. I mean, we played in Adelaide uh, last week and we had vests on and no one came off at all. So um, it's just the nature of the beast up here in Brisbane. And, and probably a little bit during the World Cup in India, we came off at different times just to, to dry everything, fresh socks, fresh shoes, all that sort of stuff. So... Um, we only do it when it's absolutely necessary, um, but it does make a, a huge difference if you're coming off for that less than eight minutes um, and you can still go back on and bowl whenever, whenever possible. So, um, yeah, only when it's a necessity. Uh, Josh, you played against West Indies. We were out here, what, a year ago? Um, totally different group of players. Uh, young, I wouldn't say young, but inexperienced. Um, your thoughts on this group of players? Uh, are we heading in the right direction? Did you see any players that impressed you? Yeah, absolutely. I thought there was a number. Um, I always like it's a, it's a enjoyable to come up against a new group. Um, and as you said, in experience, there's not much footage to, to sort of nail down in a bowler's meeting or come up with plans. So I was sort of on the run. And um, I thought Hodge, Hodge yesterday in particular, lined the ball up on day one, sorry, lined the ball up really well. Um, De Silva as well played, um, played a great innings. Um, 
but I think, yes, yeah, some, definitely some in, impressive youngsters. They've got the Caribbean flair as well, which is always good to see. They're all out there having a great time. Um, they seem like a really tight bunch of guys, so if they can stick together for a number of years, I think it'll be, um, it'll be good signs. And you're uh, not keen to sort of follow Kevin Sinclair and his celebrations? Have you <laughs> thought of any of those? <laughs> I was actually talking to Bison about that, and I said, you and I are probably the least chance of, doing, of uh, following something like that. So, yeah, that was, that was impressive. Just I'll get to Travis Head's run out in a moment, but just to, to finish on that point, we, when it's a necessity, yeah, very hot day today, it seems like there is a, a respect for the way that the game should be played and the knowledge of the laws of the game. So who makes the call as to when you have a day like today and you decide to use the letter of the law to your advantage or a regular day where you think, no, I can stay out there today and, and just go through the regular day of Test cricket? Oh, I think it's up to the individual, really. Uh, we know Paddy's captain. He probably comes off less than myself and Mitch. Um, I'm, a massive, I'm probably the biggest sweater in the team, so I'm definitely coming off and changing all my gear as quickly as possible. Um, it was almost impossible to hang on to the new pink ball last night. Um, you just couldn't get your hands or, or arms dry enough to, to hang on to it. Um, so there's definitely some challenges there. I know the batters, there's 12th is running out all the time with gloves and, and towels and stuff. So, yeah, it's just an impressive heat. Another one of those interesting debates of the, the way that the laws are written and the way that they are sometimes applied in the heat of battle. And didn't we have the heat of battle? Uh, <laughs> Travis Head makes a duck, still makes a massive impact on the test match. He, he just has a knack of doing things that change the course of games at the moment, doesn't he? Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable, really. Um, you know, whether it's uh, part of the run out in the first innings. Ah, oh, sorry, today was that? Um, in yeah, the one at short leg yeah. today. Oh, today in particular. Yeah. Evan didn't panic with Manus in the first innings as well. Sydney came on, took a few wickets, a big wicket at Bubba. Um, so he just always seems in the game. Um, they're a bat pad. I think it's really uh, massive if the bat pad really wants to be in there. We had Marnus in there, sort of reluctant. Um, things don't quite come off, but Hetty in there loves it. Um, got the run out, which was a huge wicket at the time for us today. So um, <laughs> always just has the golden touch. Eight wickets left, 260-odd to get. Are you in front? Uh, I hope it's not 260, it's only 160. 160 still to get, sorry. <laughs> no, you're right. It's been a hot day for all of us. Um, I think just ahead, I think we've got through the trickiest part of the batting. Um, as we know with the ball at 20, 25 overs, things start to, to flatten out, it gets a bit soft, seam movement goes down, swing goes down. So, yeah, I think we're just on top. Um, but, yeah, nice partnership up front tomorrow would be nice. Thanks for your time, Josh. Uh, we look forward to the fourth day. It's been a really competitive test match so far. Well done for you, and uh, thanks for your time. Thank you. Cheers. Great to have Josh Hazelwood join us on, on grandstand at Stumps. And, yes, uh, reiterating, uh, 100 and... What is it exactly? It's 156 to get. The target is 260. A slip of the tongue, went 216. <laughs> 216. 216. Um, we talked a lot about the, the bowlers having a rest. Glenn, yep. I'll start with you. Are you happy enough with that explanation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think you know, for, for health-wise as well, just to come off, just get out of your wet, you know, the, the sweaty gear, get a bit of fluids in you and get back out. So they weren't off for like three, four overs. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's fine. I have no issues with it. I think it's just a state of play, the humidity, the heat. The last thing you want to do is you're just dripping wet. It's uh, horrendous and... It's probably not good for your uh, for body temperature and, and everything else. So I have no issues. Yeah, I will stir the pot a little bit. Devil's advocate to, to Carl Hooper. Now we describe Cameron Green literally coming from the bench, running on bowling and over, and then the next over 
fresh as a daisy, leaping to take a juggling catch in the gully. Now, can that happen if the guy is fatigued? All these questions sort of buzz around, don't they, when we see these different nuances in a game, all within the laws, but uh, it, it's a part of Test cricket that we're not used to as much as uh, the way that the Australians applied those laws of the game today. I'll give Cameron Green a pass because he's one of my favourite cricketers. But <laughs> um, look, it's a tough call. Um, I don't think that... Um, look, if somebody's consistently doing it, then it becomes an issue. But it, it was a warm day today and you expect, you know, people run off to change a shirt or something... Um, you know, but it, it, it's it's fine. I, I don't. The think difference between a uh, batsman get to change their gloves. They let him play out there with wet, slippery <laughs> gloves. You know, don't worry about them. But mm. yeah, it's just just the heat. Yeah, I, I, it's not. Look, it wasn't. <laughs> if a bloke is consistently doing it, I've, I've got a problem with it. But you know, you go off a couple of overs, you come back on. You know, it's a hot day. Yep. You know, um, you go off and do whatever. It's not as if he's off for any length of time anyway. Um, a couple of us is not going to hurt. He comes back on and gets, gets down to business. Jaxie, you might as well finish off. Everyone else has had a go on this one. No, I think it's, I think it's a great talking point. But, I, yeah, like on a, on a hot, humid day, you have to come off and change your shirt as a, as a fast bowler. Like, you walk around. Like, we're sitting here talking, standing still, and we're sweating. I'm going to go home and change my shirt in a minute. Um, <laughs> but, literally, if you're bowling fast and you're running in ball after ball for three, four overs, five overs spells in 40-degree heat, 80% humidity... You know, you need to be able to go and change your socks. You need to be able to change your shirt because, you know, health issues become an issue, you know. Like, if you're sitting in with, trying to bowl with wet socks on, you're going to get blisters. You're going to get cramps if you're not rehydrating. So there, there is that element of, of human... Um, there, there's a human element with this, but, yeah, there, it's, it's how far you push it, how long are you sitting in front of the air conditioner, how many overs are you off for. If you're off for five, eight overs, uh, eight minutes, no problem. While you're rolling along, Phil, uh, Manus Labashain, he's uh, finished his test summer uh, with a, a middling return, out for five. This is the way that he was dismissed before stumps this evening. Three slips in a gully as Labashain is edging the third and is caught, brilliantly caught. And it's Sinclair again. No backflips this time. He just stands up and crosses his arms across his chest in a sign of nonchalance of that brilliant snare to his right. And the West Indies strike. Yeah, we're speaking in the back of the box. You've noticed a few things, and you have been pretty close to the development of Marnus Labashain because you were his state coach when he was coming through here at Queensland. Yep. Um, yeah, Marnus is he's a little bit short on runs. There's no, no two ways about it. Um, the one thing that I'm noticing with Marnus is that he's, his back lift, when he actually picks up his back lift, it's going out wider. His hands are going out wider. His front elbow is tucking into his body, which causes that to happen. And, and I think he's not... When, when that ball is back of a length and, and he's playing off the back foot defending, the bat's not coming down straight. It's coming down from gully and across the line. And he's, it's been a little bit of a common dismissal for him over the last three months, I think. Um, and it's something that he, looks, he needs to look at. I don't think it's a massive thing. I think it's a little case of, of just making sure that his hands are staying a bit closer and he's not getting squared up when he goes back, trying to get a bit more side on and that back coming down a bit straighter. And I think the runs will start to come again. And a couple of the other big moments of the day, uh, we spoke to Josh Hazelwood about the run out that Travis Head affected. This is when the West Indies were four for 148 and, and Hodge, who was 
part of that big partnership in the, the first innings. He was, he was settling in, but then this piece of brilliance from the South Australian at short leg. Lyon skips in. And almost a run out at the striker's end. He's turned it to head. Head's backhanded it to the stumps. Stumps have been broken. Hodge was out of his ground. He's dived back in. And we go to the third umpire to see whether or not Travis Head has affected the most brilliant of runouts. Oh, he didn't slide his bat. Yeah, it's in the air. Right? It's in the air. I was going off the big screen there, Phil. And now having a closer look, that is out because he didn't slide his bat. Any way to get a wicket on this hot day at the Gabba. And Hodge will have to go. The crowd will roar. Run out. There's coincidence, there's good luck, there's hard work and hot form. And I think Travis Head's sticking the boxes in all of those areas at the moment, isn't he, Glenn? Exactly, and, and that's what it takes. You know, the bowler's running hard all day, but all these little things in the field, the catches you take, you know, the way Marnus chases the ball back, cuts the, a three down a two, all these things add to it. And that piece of work there, you know, just reflex, throw it, hits the stumps, bats in the air. You know, you pick up a wicket. They're the little things that can be the difference between winning and losing games. And you mentioned before about, about Travis, you know, with the, the season he had last, you know, last year winning, you know, the World Test Championship being a big part of that, the 100 in the, in the final of the World Cup. And now today, sometimes you just, you've got the rub of the green and he definitely has it at the moment. And, uh, yeah, oh, apart from a first ball duck in the first innings, which we won't talk about, but... Yeah, when things go your way, they do. But those little moments are what going to win matches um, consistently as well. Three days down, Australia to resume at two for 60. Further, 156 required, 216 is the target. And the, the forecast is foreboding, so who knows what we're going to get when we reconvene tomorrow morning, gentlemen. Oh, it's only 90% only chance of rain. There's a 10% chance it won't. So, you know, you've got to be... Optimistic. Optimistic. 100% chance of humidity based on the last two days. Yeah, and look, who knows, but uh, West Indies would love a, a couple of wickets, wouldn't they, in the first half hour, whenever that is, Carl. Uh, thank you for your time, as ever. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Glenn, and to our entire team here. So, just repeating, uh, Steve Smith, 33, Cam Green, 9, Australia 2 for 60, and uh, the resumption will come, we hope, at 2 o'clock local time tomorrow. Another 156 needed for the Australians, another eight wickets for the West Indies.